So did you see the greatest Royal Rumble or the greatest house show televised? Um, yeah, I, in case you're wondering how little they give a shit about me at work, I was able to watch roughly 75% of the Greatest Royal Rumble at work, and no one gave a shit. They were just like, why is, why is that ginger kid over there tensing up and keeps screaming that's... Daniel Bryan at his phone? Were you, were you screaming yes at the phone while things were happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like huddled by or as Or as the Montreal crowd would say... We, 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 just huddled behind my register, like, excuse me, can you help me out find a size of this? No, fuck off! I'm no such thing. So welcome to Fight Boys, the weekly podcast about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. Joined as always by the Lord of the Smart Side, the Dylan. What, you didn't get some homeless guy to do our opening this week? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what sucks is I was just like, we got Chuck, then we got Mick, and now this week, we're just, I don't know, actually. Uh, this week, it's back to you. All right, this week buddy. It's just yeah. us shitting on the greatest Royal Rumble. Welcome to Fight Boys. That sweet green belt that Braun Strowman got. Good God. Like, that's the thing, man. If they made it a real title, which you can't, you can't just be like, he's the greatest Royal Rumble champion, and now he's challenging for that belt in a normal match. It's like, no, that's not how that works. It's kind of like the million dollar championship where it's like, that's his, and if it goes to- He 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 didn't even show up on Raw with it. Which shows you that they clearly were just doing, like, fan service to, like, the Saudi Arabia crowd. And then they were like, okay, rest of the world, we gotta do some PR recovery for the fact that we just held a held an event in a country that wouldn't let half of our roster show up. And got mad when we showed a video of the female half of our roster. Although, yeah. apparently, uh, a bit of that crowd lit up. Because I saw a video online and, like, Carmella showed up on the screen. And the Saudi Arabian crowd went... Woo! And then uh, I'm fairly sure the gentlemen in the front row who were sitting in recliners were not as happy about that. Like I remember, I wa- like I said, I watched most of it at work, but I actually went on my lunch break when the rumble started because I'm like I want to pay attention to this. And I got home, and my dad is sitting at home watching the rumble, and I've never seen him so defeated. And disappointed at a wrestling event. Because he's just like, looks at me like, this is just horrible. I've been watching this whole damn thing. It's terrible, son. And I'm just like, it's not that. Some of the matches were good. I thought the Seth Rollins-Finn Balor ending was a little bit weird. But, no, son. It's terrible. Crowd ain't doing nothing. They're just sitting there being quiet. And I'm just like, all right, dad. You have your... Your dad is... Your dad is never allowed to watch New Japan. Oh, yeah. They're all so quiet. They don't care at all for this Kenneth Omega. No, Dad, they're just showing respect to him. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I remember watching the John Cena Triple H match, and that, which should have been like a really... I I think I called it last week on the show when I said, it's just got to be like a fun, get-the-crowd-pumped-up match, and that's all it really was, was that. I'm trying to think of anything else on the show that was really, 
like uh, oh um they fucked up the cage match ending oh uh as the man who picked brock lesnar to win that match i loved the ending of the cage match you love that despite roman reigns rolling out onto the floor and thus being yeah out first. I don't... Oh, but his foot was on the apron. Oh, suck my dick. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like... That's... No. They fucked that up because Brock wasn't even off the cage fully whenever they called him the winner. Yeah, yeah, He was just still laying there. And I'm like, he technically escaped the cage first. But then, like, I always thought it was whoever escaped the cage, but now the more that I think about it, it is the first person to have their feet touch. Because numerous yeah. people have, like, crawled over the top of the cage and been, like, halfway down, and then it was exactly. whatever. Yeah, so. Now that was. So now I guess. Oh, somebody pointed out that Brock Lesnar's streak is currently just existing so that they can have somebody pass CM Punk for the longest modern title reign. Yeah, I've thought about that numerous times, and I'm just like, but my boy! My boy Punk held it for so long! Yeah, but A, that's the universal title, and B, anybody that looks back on this reign is going to be like, yeah, and Brock showed up, like, once every other month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, defended in a half-assed feud. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Man, that was such a great title. He held it for this many days. They're going to be like, yeah. It's a- they, like, fucking... It's kind of like how, like, Nikki Bella has the longest Divas title reign, but nobody talks about it. Oh, yeah. Because I thought AJ had it for a while, didn't she? And then she did, she did, and then they gave it to Nikki so that they could erase AJ because AJ left with Punk. Yeah, because uh, they're married. Um, but like the thing is, is that I'm like, no, I remember AJ's title reigns a lot more than I remember Nick. Like, yeah, Nikki's, yeah, Nikki Bella's. Because I remember that like Nikki was like the last real diva to hold it before the women's championship. So if anything, she's just like the transitional champion that held back progress. Yeah. See, with me, like, the CM Punk thing, it's per. I can't remember when he cut this promo, but it was Punk talking about defending his title for 434 days, or, like, however long it was, and he compared it to Bruno Sammartino's, and he's like, I could have held the title for 5 million days if I was in Bruno Sammartino's time. Bruno only had to <laughs> wrestle once, if that, every once in a while. I go and wrestle every single night, and I'm like, well, Punk has a point, actually. I would put Punk's reigns reigns like like up there because being because he was he was like doing John Cena levels of like interaction oh, during yeah. the face portion of that. Then even during the heel portion, he was still going out doing uh doing media with Paul and like they were doing everything. Fun fact: Dalton Castle interviewed CM Punk and Paul Heyman back when he was radio host oh, yeah. back in, in in New England. Uh, so. Man, that's a thing that happened. The current Ring of Honor champion at one point interviewed the WWE champion yeah. in 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 a studio. So I inter- uh, I, that was hey, I interviewed Colt Cabana once. I mean, it's not the same level of excitement, but uh... listen, it's it's fine. But you should you should look at Marty DeRosa, Cole Cabana's longtime friend and tag team partner, as as motivation that even you too one day could wrestle. Oh yeah, exactly. I have not seen that match. Is it at all anything? No, it is. It's hilariously because like it's Joey Ryan and Cole Cabana who are like the workers, and then there's uh, there's Marty DeRosa, yeah. 
who's just there to do spots and to be people to be like, hey, every man. And then Session Moth Martinez. Or Session Moth. Uh, and then the Session Moth. So basically, the Session Moth. Like session Moth is a British term for chicks that just go out and get trashed and are trashy. Oh, yeah. And she is. She, she oh, like, plays great. that up really well. She comes out with beer, drinks it while, like, high fiving the crowd. Yeah. Like, imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin, but just a trashy British chick. It's. It's great. She like tries to do moves, but she fucks them up because she's like clumsy and all. Uh, it's 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 an amazing gimmick. It's an amazing gimmick. That that excites uh, me quite a lot. Yeah, the whole the whole thing overall is actually from the clips I saw during that weekend. Were, it was a pretty decent match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, the the greatest Royal Rumble was the uh, was was like. Terrible. Uh, I, I know I can't say that. I haven't watched it from what from like the reviews I have read, from what I understand of the matches and like what happened in the matches, doesn't seem to be that well put together. Yeah. I, of I'm, a program, especially because all it did was like nothing changed. Yeah, that was that was the problem I had because once I realized, oh, not a like not a damn title change, with the exception of the Raw title, and even then, that's not technically a change. That's just crowning a new one. Um, mm. it was basically just like a very, it was a huge house show. That's all it was. Yeah. It was a huge house show that got, that made a lot of money up. Yes. I mean, it was good for so, a house show. Also, I'll tell them that. Yeah. Once you, once you lower the bar, oh, yeah. uh, sure. It's great. By the way, backlash is this weekend. I don't see predictions on the list. Oh yeah. I got them down. Don't worry. You got that? Okay, great. I'm only happy. By the way, by the way, I call Samoa Joe now because uh, I'm just never picking Roman Reigns again. Like <laughs> for four, it's so, it's the anti Bray Wyatt pick. It's the Roman yeah. anti Roman pick. I, that's going to be the the new thing. Now. I will now always pick Bray Wyatt, and I will never pick Roman Reigns. Um, there's like some rivalry where Roman and Bray go against each other and they've made it adamantly clear that they, like they come out on TV and are like, Roman Reigns will win this Sunday. And you're like, Bray Wyatt, Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt, I gotta pick him. <laughs> no, I don't even like, Bray Wyatt, fuck Roman Reigns. Bray Wyatt, I'm not even gonna say his name. Fuck him. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty, Backlash uh, is shaping up to be pretty damn good. I mean. Yeah, by the way. Weird thing. You look at the poster for Backlash. I'm not. Why? What's up? Sorry, I keep yawning. It's late. I've been up since early. Uh, so, like, they have the Raw at the beginning and like, or at the top and then, like, the SmackDown at the bottom. Yeah. B, the SmackDown roster is smaller. Doesn't feature, like, Asuka or Becky Lynch. It's mostly the male people. The Raw, wa- Raw roster, mostly the female competitors. Larger number of people. So, like, it's really propaganda- ish yeah. it's weird it's really weird uh i'm not a fan of it but I, I noticed that i looked at it i was like that's interesting and probably intentional design yeah they were just like like how they're like how they're telegraphing like backlash interpromotional like uh like pay-per-view because brock lesnar's not showing up yeah i mean like and won't Yes. For, like, the next month, like, next 40 days, you will not see Brock Lesnar defend. I am so tired of Brock Lesnar at this point. You and basically everyone else. Like, 
Remember when Brock Lesnar was just like a special attraction, but he didn't have a belt, and he just showed up, and his only reason for showing up was to beat the shit out of people? Yeah. You remember the CM Punk street fight? You remember that, Brock Lesnar? I missed that. That was a damn good match. I missed that. Um... My favorite match of like of like him beating the shit out of John Cena, which was just the most cathartic thing ever, actually ruined Brock Lesnar because that's where like that's where the suplexes came from. And that's where the hey I don't have to work came from. Now I will say, uh, I will say the cage match was good, but the cage match was essentially like an episode of like Dragon, like a a, nor, a new episode of Dragon Ball where they've already gone like Super Saiyan fifty God level mode, and mm-hmm. so now they're just like throwing out everything at once. Like the beginning of the match is literally like four suplexes from Brock, an F five. A second goes for a second F five. Roman drops down three Superman punches. A spear goes for a pin. Kicks out. It's nothing but power moves the whole match. Which I mean was enough to get my That'll, attention. I'll say that that only that literally only worked with the Goldberg match because because Goldberg was also like a short sprint re- wrestler. Yeah, that's why that match was so great. Brock Lesnar, that was actually, that was probably, I would probably put that as, let me, let me think back. That was the second best match on last year's WrestleMania card. Yeah. Do I want to say that? Y- yeah. Yeah, the best actual, you didn't en- actual you match. You didn't enjoy Mojo Raleigh winning the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Battle Royal? With the help of Gronk? <sighs> You're just slowly no. hovering over the end call button. Like, no. Yeah. It's, it's tempting every time. <laughs> but no, no. But, uh, yeah, that worked because it was it was all power moves. That's because that's what you were expecting. When Roman Reigns does it, it just, like, it shows all of the issues that people have with Roman Reigns, which is he spams the Superman punch a lot. He does. Yeah. Uh, he spams spears a lot now. They've like it's not a very protected finisher. He's gonna have to get a, a like a, a next next level finisher. Yeah, like I agree. With he's that. gonna have to. He's going to have to bump the spear down to just a signature and get another level like finisher. Well, see, also I think it's just because they don't look like. I think another reason why Goldberg versus Brock worked was because like all of their signatures and finishers look very very impressive. Like, a jackhammer looks impressive, a spear given by Goldberg looks impressive, but Roman's moves, like, a Superman punch does not look devastating and also doesn't look hard to pull off. So if you do three of them in a row, no one's like, oh my god, they're like, well, you just kind of flailed around for a little while, didn't he? (laughs) You jumped in the air and then, like, went woo! (laughs) You just kind of wiggled a bit in the air and then did that. Uh... But you know what's not going to be disappointing? Like, the Greatest Royal Rumble? What? CEO slash Yes! <laughs> I'm so pumped for that, dude. Like... I still have no idea what New Japan's involvement in that means. I really don't. Yeah, it's... Uh, okay, so for those of you at home who don't know, uh, the Fight Boys are going to be reunited soon enough, ladies and gentlemen, in June... Because apparently, like, it's it's what it's a gaming competition thing. Yes, yeah, it's a gaming. It was held in Orlando like last year. It's always held in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, normally Orlando, I guess they moved to a slightly bigger va- whatever. Yeah, it's in Daytona Beach this year. Mm-hmm. And or it's in something. 
and it's called CEO. And this year, apparently, after years of just going on his own, Kenny Omega was like, you guys mind if I bring a ring and some friends? And they're like, hell yeah. So they're holding their own little event, which they announced tickets for this Friday, I think. And so I'm going to be scoring the Fight Boys some tickets. And we're going to go see who all did they announce. I know Abushi. Uh, so it's, uh, I know it's Abushi, uh, uh, Rocky Romero, God, Kenny, Chase Owens, yeah. who I finally, I get another, I get another signature for the shirt. Then after, after that signature, by the way, the only major one that I haven't gotten that I could have is Marty. I could have gone to the Lakeland show this last Saturday, but like the timing didn't work oh, out because okay. I needed the, I needed to work for the money. It was last minute and like. I didn't want to go to that show. I'll be honest with you, because yeah. <laughs> it was it was no it was right before like this big match this weekend. It's so, like Backlash is happening the same day as Wrestling Dontaku, oh, yeah. which is has the has the Tanahashi Okada match, like like the continuation of the, literally the, the best mm-hmm. wrestling rivalry of this decade, and then Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. No wait, what, what? Which which is probably going to settle this story permanently? Yeah, which is great, which is great. So backlash is going up against that. I really don't give that much of a fuck. But it was really hard for me to be like, oh, I should go watch this other yeah. pay per view before this one where the Bullet Club thing gets sorted out because I know this doesn't matter. It's like filler arc. Yeah. I don't want to go to filler arc. Also, apparently, I, I went think to TV tapings. Re- that was fine. Yeah, but I read something earlier. Apparently, Jericho's supposed to be on that show. Like they're yeah, yeah. Jericho did that thing where he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm done with it," and then he wasn't really done. He, he pulled a Jericho. Yeah, he pulled Jericho, Jericho does what Jericho wants. He's yeah. He, I, I don't even know why he bothers to say things to people anymore. Yeah, he could delete his Twitter and just like just show up wherever and be like, "Awesome, mm-hmm. go you, buddy." So wait, what's the Bullet Club versus Bullet Club match? I haven't read about it yet. Uh, so it's God, Fale, so the BCOGs, Ibushi, the BCOGs and the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks, Marty, Paige, and Cody. Holy shit. In a five-on-five tag match. That's the main event. I don't, I think that goes on after the, no, that can't go on after. That's beautiful. That'd That'd be absurd. Yeah, but that's what that's what backlash is going up against. I was like, nothing you have, nothing you have can do that. Well, no, Shinsuke, AJ, like no DQ, that might get close. But like overall, I'm debating not going to work on Sunday, despite the fact that I kind of need the money yeah. because I'm probably buying a house so I can watch that live. Like that's how deep the want to watch this is within within me. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Just get to watch Shinsuke punch AJ Styles in the dick over. Once they made it no DQ, I'm like, well, you just played directly into Nakamura's hands, didn't you? Well, if you remember the last no DQ match that AJ had, that was the one where you did a. I think that was the one where you did a uh, a f- springboard 450 to the outside through like on Roman through a table. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that picture picture perfect like video game quality 450 to the outside yeah that was his last one he's probably gonna try to one up that because he probably feels bad about the wrestlemania match yeah like and the last one where it was whatever the the screwy finish was like it's it's gonna happen i'm a kind of i cannot remember the shinsuke aj match from the greatest royal rumble i'm trying to think about it it was a double 
It was it was yeah, it was a double count. Yeah. I I don't know. I really don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so apparently, sorry, I skipped to the fact. It was, so it's Che it's Che it's, um fucking Rocky Romero's gonna be there. Hopefully Chico El Luchador shows up. That'd be a big Chico. treat for everybody. Yeah, uh, the Bucks are not there. Yeah, I think someone made a list of like all the current New Japan personnel and if they're booked. Oh, Naito. Oh yeah, Naito. He's Naito will probably have the longest line, so I could probably just sneak in and be like, "Chase, sign the shirt. Thank you, buddy." Roll Meanwhile, I'm over here just like, "Hey, Rocky, come here, man. You mind doing an intro for this podcast? I do." You probably get chased too. Oh yeah, I would definitely. He's got. He's not gonna have anything better to do. I think he seems like a pretty cool guy on Twitter. I think my number one want to get is God though, because like just having like Thomas stare into the camera like some weird fucking Japanese demon and just be like, "Fight boys, how?" It's like okay, all right. Yeah, you can ask Tonga Lo. I'm sure he'll like say "motherfucker" over it a couple <laughs> times. It'd be great. He's just like, it, was, it is a legitimate Samuel L. Jackson opening to Fight Boys. What's up, motherfuckers? You're listening to motherfucking Fight Boys from these two motherfuckers. Yeah, that's that's all I hope for. It's really, yeah. it's really all I want. I kind of want to meet Ibushi. Is that weird? Like, it's... I mean, I got close to Ibushi because at, uh, at Supercard... Kenny and Ibushi were meeting right next to each other, and, like, I swear to yeah. God, if you had zoomed out the camera slightly, I could have gotten a picture with Ibushi as well. Uh, can, can you imagine if they offer offer that as, a, as it's like a tag team photo shoot? You just, like, you get a Golden Lovers one. I was just like, uh, I mean, that's how they played yes. it. That's how they played it at, um, at Supercard, which was if you had tickets to meet Ibushi and to meet Kenny... You could get a Golden Lovers picture and then uh, like two more pictures, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, I would have, I, uh, I would have, I would actually would have paid for that, even though I already have a picture with Kenny, just because so much wrestling talent. Oh yeah, in one exactly. spot. Did we have? It's like if it's like if Nakamura and Okada had ever tag teamed for a bit, be like, oh my god, how are we going to contain the ring? Yeah. But yeah, no, that sounds like a really cool event. I hope Austin Creed shows up again just to oh, like. Yeah randomly challenged like he did last time he flew out in like a day like he flew out did that flew back so he could do like raw yeah and shit like that was that was what he's he's a really cool dude i have nothing but respect for him oh yeah me and but yeah it's it's been really cool the last couple of years i look forward yeah to me it. and blake met austin a couple of years ago it was after like some raw show and me and blake were just uh i'll be honest we were trolling for wrestlers we were like let's go try to meet people and we drove by this restaurant in like this wasn't even near where the venue was. This was way far away. And we just drove by it, and then Blake screams out the window, bloody murder, just goes, Kofi! At which point, I skid to a stop, almost hit a fire hydrant, and we run in, and we met, like, Kofi and Xavier, and, like, all of... The only one that wasn't there was Biggie. And I'm like, Biggie's... Oh! Yeah, I know. I was like, oh. please! You need, to, you need to understand, so I have four people that I, 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 like, feel like I need to meet that are in the WWE. Yeah. Five. I'm sorry. I need Finn, because he, he, he started the Bullet Club. I need the Good Brothers. I need AJ. I need the, the, the other BC people to sign the shirt, because I need the shirt yeah. fully completed. And then I need to meet Big E for the photo opportunity. That's it. And to ask if I can give him a hug. Uh, <laughs> just... 
I do. I want to hug Big E. I just want to be like, thank you. You brought so much joy and happiness to my life with your weird bullshit. Like, thank you. I'm thank you so much. <laughs> I'm mad. I did not know how fucking weird Big E was when I went to. It, this wasn't my first house show. It was my second house show, and it's when Big E and AJ and Dolph were like a three thing. Oh yeah. No, he didn't. His his personality didn't come out until until the new yeah, day. Yeah just got to see well you kind of you kind of got to see it uh before that because when they were following aj around she and biggie would always sign next to each other because they're friends yeah and uh somebody brought a uh like a my little pony but that was like a personal one for like biggie and her he was just yeah like it's (laughs) acting real weird yeah but nothing will ever it just no sorry no it just pisses me off i didn't know how weird he was because i through that whole show there was a dude next to us selling cotton candy, like, to the audience, and all I could think was how badly I wanted to buy one and try to give it to Big E and see what would happen, but then I was like, I don't know, man, he seems kind of like a serious dude, I don't want to do that. Nah. <laughs> no, he would have ate that shit He would have ripped it out of your hands and be like, thank you, <laughs> rip it open. <laughs> That's also the same show. Throw the rest of the bag at you. <laughs> That's also the same show where I became a fan of John Cena for the first time. Because I was wearing a Matt Classic mask. Like the, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, Cena, like, climbed on the turnbuckle and was like, Matt Classic, fuck yeah! And then Jack got down off the ropes and ran up to me and shook my hand. And I was like, oh, I want to hate you, but God, I respect you. It was like the end of Anchorman. Exactly, Man. right? It is. It is. It's completely I is. It's like, I fucking respect you, John. And you know who else I, I respect, Dylan? Uh, is it Big E for being both your uncle and your yes, daddy? Yes, I respect my daddy and uncle Big E, and also all of our patrons over on patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash a load of BS. It's the website where you get to support the entire BS network. Whether that be Fight Boys, a load of BS, Opposite Attractions, our YouTube stuff, whatever you want to support, you can do it. Online at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And we got all kinds of perks over there for you waiting. Just go check it out. Donate a little bit and help out the fight, boys. Which means, Dylan, it's now time for everyone's favorite fucking segment of this show. The number one rated segment in all of podcasting history as decided by the podcast aw- podcasties. It's time for Dust Watch. And I got nothing, dude. I don't know where we're gonna start on this dust watch situation this week. Oh no no I I, I got it I got it for oh, you. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Uh, hey at sexy Chucky T. Uh, good to see that you and at Trenty Locks uh, like got back together for more best friends vids on the High Spots Network. I totally agree that uh, you guys are the Game of Thrones of the High Spot Network. <laughs> Good to see you and Trent back together for, was it the Poppin' Dogs and Talkin' Hogs? Yeah. Okay. Hashtag Poppin' Dogs, Talkin' Hogs. You are the Game of Thrones. I No, we, we agree that you are the Game of Thrones of the High Spots Network. Okay. Because they said that in their in their uh, interview with Colt and Marty Dogs. Oh, Okay. We agree. You're the Marty because Marty DeRosa trolled them. It was just like so. Like if you guys, if you, if you, so if you guys were a show on the High Spots Network, what would you be? Testing Game of Thrones without a question. Game of Thrones and Westworld together. We're that good. <laughs> <laughs> and the Trent Trent is like, yeah. What is the most watched show? Oh fuck, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? 
Yeah, that's that's like it's kind of like if you told me that we were the most popular podcast on your like on our own network, I'd be like, really? I don't know, man. We might be up there. I don't know. Our, I don't know the numbers for opposite attractions, but I know we run basically the same as uh, BS. That's good. I'm glad I'm making up that, helping make up that ground. Yeah. Hashtag Dustwatch2018. Yeah. Hashtag retweet and follow. <laughs> oh, man. But. So, luckily, we don't have to come up with any more show because we just get to do predictions. WWE has made it very easy for me to be lazy in the past two weeks because now we just <laughs> get to do predictions for a second week in a row. Which, but yeah, for God, thank God that's stopping. Oh <laughs> yeah, um, I think. Listen, I, I don't think I've counted it up correctly, but I think we all basically came out tied from the fucking Greatest Royal Rumble. I think you might be ahead one because you picked Brock. Oh yeah, okay, that might be something. Also, so, so you're ahead for the first time. Woo! Also, it, can't wait to see you blow it. <laughs> Uh, also, in lieu of the greatest Royal Rumble, I've actually, uh, I know it's not time for JWF, but I have gotten news from JWF Commissioner Captain Tibbs that in order to one-up the greatest Royal Rumble, the next JWF pay-per-view is in fact just called World's Best Pay-Per-View. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, no, no! It's just I thought I thought it was I thought it was gonna be be called Super Ultra Pay Per View. <laughs> Super Kami Pay Per View of Justice. Yes. Okay. Let, nah. Let's see. Oh shit! I forgot about that. There's some weird shit on this card, man. If they had just flipped this in the Greatest Royal Rumble's cards, this would make sense as a pay per view. But okay. Let's. You mean as a house show? Yeah. Let's see. Right. This does seem like a house show. Up first, we have Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus KO and Sami Zayn. Uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley? Yeah, I was fixing to say, like, it depends. This kind of does seem like punishment for Sami not going to the Greatest Royal Rumble, but... I don't know. You're right. How how dare he? How dare he be Syrian? Yeah. Um, oh man. Because part of me is thinking about, like, what if you turn Bobby heel on Braun, and then that's your, that's your finish. Your feud for a little while? Maybe. Uh, I, I would love to watch Braun versus American Battletoad Bobby Lashley. <laughs> American Battletoad Bobby Lashley. You need to understand, the next WWE event any of us go to that he's on, we have to... The sign has to be oh, there. Yeah. American Battletoad, Bobby Lash. We didn't do it with the TNA tapings because they would have confiscated. But WWE isn't smart enough to get the joke. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go Braun and Bobby as well. Uh, in a match that just proves that WWE wants to fuck Daniel Bryan every step of the way, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass, the big return singles match for Daniel Bryan on pay per view. Big Cass. And he's gonna make Big Cass tap out to the yes lock. I mean, that's what they would do if they were smart, but I don't know. It's uh, no, I'm just going with it. You need to understand, they know that they have money with Daniel Bryan. As much as they're like, oh yeah, Big Cass, there's no money in that. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, they can get all of that money that they missed out on after he retired. 
like just waiting there. They just have to build him up with a couple matches, get his singles cred back, and then he can, he can just make the bad things. And people will come back. The punk fans will come back because D. Bry was their last hope, and when he retired, like yeah. viewership dwindled. Uh, he can be the guy that he was supposed to be. He can beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck it. I'll go with Daniel. I'm going to go with Daniel, too. Um, Roman Reigns versus Ooh, Samoa Joe. Wait, I reversed that. I'm sorry. Ooh, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, I want to go with Samoa Joe, but I mean, because he hasn't had to wrestle Brock Lesnar twice in the last month. He's He's healthy. He's good. I'm sorry, Refor, my prediction, but Roman Reigns is getting the win. <laughs> yeah, because, like, Roman, Roman needs something to get back his... No, that's supposed to be the thing, is that he just fails out, and then he either, like, like comes back, like, he, like humbles himself and comes back, or he turns heel. Those are the, those are the two things. Yeah. Having him beat Brock just repeats this endless cycle of people hating him. Yeah. Whereas if Samoa Joe wins, we have possibilities. And I have to believe that that's an option. <laughs> um, alright. Well, Carmella versus, woo, Charlotte Flair. Uh, Carmella via, um, Iconics. Interference from the Iconics, yep, yeah. I, which is spelled with two I's and it pisses me I off. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Because there's two of them. There's two I's in the team. Get it? Because they're iconic. Ha ha ha. Insert family guy unfunny laughter here so wait what if <laughs> if carmella joins them is there gonna be a third eye added to the iconics no because she's not iconic she's fabulous oh yeah no wait i love the idea that they become like an nwo bullet club type faction and with each new member it adds another eye until one day it's just the iconics that's a lot of fucking eyes yeah i know right um, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Nia Jax? Yeah, as much as I... Oh, shit, I turned on my Amazon Echo. I really need to learn how to tell her to shut up. Um, it's one of those things... Because, like, Bliss is, is to the women's title what Miz is to the Intercontinental title. No, I don't want that. I've already had enough. I'm tired of her. Do I want her to do something else just for a couple of months. It's been, it hasn't even been a month. It hasn't even been a month. What, what does this do for any of us? Okay, yeah, I'll take Nothing. Naya. I'll take Naya. They've already hot potatoed the fuck out of that title. Mm -hmm. I'll take Naya. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Randall Keith Orton. Jeff Hardy, because I don't want Randy Orton to have this belt. Yeah, same here. I don't want either of them to have the belt, to be honest, but if I had to... No, 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 Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy can have a good U.S. title run. He's that, like, he's a skilled competitor. People like him. He's likable. He brings likability, but also prestige, because he's a former world champion, but he's not Randy Orton, where people are kind of like, oh, Jesus, it's Randy Orton. Yeah. Like, people get excited. Like, if, if you were tuning in to SmackDown, they're like, tonight, Jeff Hardy defends the U.S. title against Aiden English. You're like, fuck, I gotta stick around for that match. That has potential. If it's tonight on SmackDown, Randy Orton faces Aiden, or faces Mojo Riley for the U.S. title, you're like, well, fuck, I can skip this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna say Jeff as well, and then Seth Rollins versus a guy who's not even on his fucking show. 
So the Miz. Uh, yeah, no, gonna go with Seth Rollins. Yeah. All right. As much as I would love the idea of Miz getting the IC title back and then feuding with Brian no. over it, that's not gonna no. happen. Uh, no. And since we've agreed so much no. on this one, I need something to differentiate myself from the pack. I'm saying Big Cass beats Daniel Bryan. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. Are there no tag team matches? Um, no, other than the KO Zane versus Braun and Bobby. Not really. We have two sets of tag titles. We're just not putting on the title on the card. Yeah, basically, um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in what appears to be the main event for the WWE. Nakamura. Naka. Nakamura, he acts like a psycho. Nakamura, fist to dick. That's going to be a chant at that pay-per-view. I I look forward to it. I'm sad that he stole my JWF character's finisher, but, you know. Nakamura with the upper dicker! Oh, no! Um, It's... Man, it's a tough one for me. This has probably been the toughest of all of them to call. Like... Alright, whatever. AJ Styles. All right. Yeah, that that was that was just a. I'm gonna say a name and whatever happens happens. Okay. You have these intelligent breakdowns. Meanwhile, with me, I'm just kind of like focused, and then I just kind of vomit out a name. So I did that for a while. Yeah, we just. That's how the Bray Wyatt pit got started. I'm fairly sure. Oh shit. Yeah, no, it was. It was actually, that was a pity one. That was a pity one. I was just like, because you guys were both picking uh, Finn Balor, and I was just like, yeah, probably, but Bray Wyatt's <laughs> not getting any love. Nobody's talking about that poor guy. Oh, dude, I forgot that we're getting, we're coming up on quite the, like, it's weird to me that we're now revisiting JWF pay-per-views that already exist, because Cash in the Bag is about to happen, also known as Money in the Bank, and that's going to be fucking weird. Congratulations, you're running a successful promotion. Yeah, I know. I have run a better promotion than most people. Like, uh, so, apparently... So you have you have some options. You can either have cash in the bag 2018, or you can also have, like, um... Pennies, I don't, pennies in I don't the know. briefcase. It just keeps changing to weird parodies of money in the bag. Bucks in the bucket. Bucks, bucks in the bucket. No, that's bucks in the bucket. That's when our uh, that's when the young bucks come. That's our that's. No, 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 no. You just have Generation Me show up. <laughs> yes. Oh man, what was the promotion? There was one promote. I think it was Swagger got booked on it or something, and it's in Georgia. Oh, Swagger got mad at them, which proves that I'm much better at booking people than uh, Georgians are. Because apparently Swagger was just like, yeah, peop- I chose to work for this guy despite numerous people telling me I shouldn't, but I took the risk, and he still boned me over. No one worked for this guy. And I'm like, all right. Damn, son. Like, that's one of my favorite things in the world is whenever, like, a random a random promoter gets called out by a big-time guy. I'm like, oh, dude, yes. I'm happy people get called out on their shit nowadays. 
Oh, God, I just went back to Chuck's t Twitter, and I just read, one hour ago, I got slammed on a bunch of chairs. Now I'm eating a taco. Yeah. This is the life of Chuck Taylor. This is the life of Chuck Taylor. <laughs> I would personally love it if John Cena loudly called a move in the ring, but then did something completely different. It'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I I follow him on Twitter. It's totally worth it every time. It's my favorite thing in the world. My favorite thing is every once in a while, if he ever posts like a selfie of himself, just pray that he's wearing the Dustwatch shirt I gave him. I just like good luck with that. Yeah, I know. It's probably in the garbage, man. I can't even lie. But he touched it. And you know he touched. He did touch. He touched it. He touched a thing that I made. My dad gave him shit for not wearing my shirt, which was the moment I had to be like, "Back away, Papa. Love you to death, Dad, but quit yelling at wrestlers about not wearing my merchandise." He doesn't have to. But you know where you can get some of that lovely merchandise, Dylan. A load of purebs.com? That would be merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can get shirts for all your favorite BS network programs. A load of BS opposite attractions, but most importantly, you can get shirts for the Fight Boys and for all of your favorite JWF wrestlers. I just put up a ton of new shirts, mostly because I forgot to put up all of the shirts that I made for Wrestlepalooza. But yeah, now we got shirts for the Dylan up there, we got shirts for me, we got shirts for Blake Tanner, the Rat Cinchin, Captain Tibbs, all your favorite, all available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, which means, Dylan, it's now time to cut things over to uh, Silver Spoon and I guess fucking Silverback Monsoon again, because fucking Captain Tibbs is still on vacation from what I've heard, so... Let's cut it on over to both of them at for JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon. I guess joined this week once again by this little motherfucker right next to me, Silverback Monsoon. Silverback, how have you been? I, I have been fine. I'm, uh, I'm still debating taking your kidneys and selling them on the black market in order to fund a trip to Tahiti. Well, I mean, I guess you'll find Captain Tibbs over there because Captain Tibbs has been out for a while, said he's been out on vacation. But another man who's been out is, of course, Blake Tanner. After a horrific, uh, a horrific attack by Ryback not two weeks ago, Blake Tanner was admitted to a local medical facility with uh, injuries to his back, his neck, Everything in Blake Tanner had to be surgically repaired. I mean, it was absolutely horrifying. I've seen the surgical footage. What did you think, Monsoon? I I think that maybe he should find a better uh, a better profession, one that actually offers medical insurance. Mm -hmm. And uh, one person who also has a few questions about Blake Tanner's whereabouts is Scotty Moore, the man who, of course, brought right back into the JWF, the man who Blake Tanner defeated at Wrestlepalooza. For the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, but Scotty Moore's in our ring right now, and I think he's got a few questions for Blake Tanner. Let's have a listen. So, 
another week, and Blake Tanner still hasn't shown back up in the JWF. You know, some people, they say he's still recovering from his injuries. Some say he's training to come back better than ever, coming back strong to defeat Ryback. Well, I'm here to settle all the debates and tell you once and for all, you know, I'm Blake Tanner's best friend. I know everything about Blake Tanner, and I know how Blake Tanner thinks. And I know that Blake Tanner hasn't come back to the JWF because he's scared. He's scared because he knows that for the longest time, he and I, the old BS, we were equals. Everything we did, we were equals. Whether that be in skill, in size, in ability, we were always equal. But I finally found something to push me over the edge. I found something to give me that little extra push to prove that I'm better than Blake Tanner. And that something is Ryback. You see, with the big guy at my side, Blake knows he can't beat me. So he's gone. You know, I'd probably ask Captain Tibbs to strip him of that title, give it to me, but hell, that crazy son of a bitch is gone as well. So instead, I guess, I guess I'm just gonna have to sit here and ask you. Ask you people what... Oh, Monsoon, that's the sound of somebody who definitely does not enjoy what Scotty Moore is saying right now. And that is Scott Moore, Scotty's father, a man who we haven't actually seen since the uh, Battle Royal for the captain's title at the uh, JWF Wrestlepalooza pay-per-view. But it looks like Scott Moore is here, and he's got something to say. Well, howdy, son. Now, I'm sure you think we got bl bad blood between us. What with you tossing me through a window, slamming me through a table. But look, there's no bad blood here. You're my son. I still respect you. I respect you as a competitor, as a wrestler, but who I don't respect, who I've never respect, is that piece of crap standing behind you. I understand you think you need a bodyguard, but couldn't you have found someone better than that money-grubbing, giant, bearded baby? I mean, damn, son, don't you dare talk about Ryback that way. This man is the big guy. This man is the master of the meat hook clothesline. You know what? Ryback, go get him. Ryback, go. Oh, and it looks like Ryback's actually trying to go after Scott Moore, rushing down the ramp after the former tag champ. But ooh, a big pop-up powerbomb to Ryback. Sends Ryback tumbling to the floor. The big guy rolling out of the way. And it looks like the big guy is rushing towards the... Or it looks like Scott Moore is rushing towards the ring, grabbing his son by the collar. You ain't getting out of this one, boy. Because I want to face Ryback in this ring. And you know, I think I'd love to face you one more time, too. So that's why I shot Captain Tibbs a, a little text to the islands. And he put you and Ryback against me in a tag match at the world's best pay-per-view. And as for that match, let me tell you something, son. Blake Tanner will be there. Oh my God, Monsoon, absolutely phenomenal news coming from Scott Moore just now. Apparently, we got us a tag match announced for this Sunday's pay-per-view. We're going to have... We're going to have... The tag team of Scott Moore and Blake Tanner, I guess you could call them the new BS, taking on Ryback and Scotty Moore. I mean, what do you think about this match?
Well, I mean, hopefully Captain Tibbs will be back so you won't have to watch everything. But let me tell you something. One match that you're definitely going to have to be looking out for is a match that is announced for this Sunday as the Dylan takes on our former interviewer, Honeypot, who, of course, as we've seen in recent weeks, something of a demon has come out in Honeypot. He's become this massive, terrifying creature, and he has had his sights set on the Dylan. I mean, you've been up close and personal with Honeypot. I mean, what, what's it like? As I have uh, as, as I have told you before, it uh, it should not have happened. It is not safe here. And honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I live in the boiler room, I wouldn't even come to this building. That's right. But of course, I mean, uh, some people are afraid, but one person who doesn't seem afraid is the Dylan, Honeypot's opponent, this Sunday. And I actually sat down with him earlier today for another episode of The Rusty Spoon. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rusty Rusty Spoon, everyone's favorite interview series with everyone's favorite interviewer. And Dylan, I'd like to welcome you today, and I, I just got a I got a few questions for you. I, I just I really want to pick your brain. Yeah, are, are you Honeypot? What? No, I'm not. Are you? Are you? Are, okay, you're not. So you're not Honeypot. No, no, I'm Silver Spoon. Okay, I'm not answering questions unless they're from that long-haired, limey son of a bitch. I have a few questions to ask him, you know, mainly what the hell is going on, and you know, I'm I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm not dealing with some dude in a cheap suit that it looks like he got from Goodwill on a sale day. I'm not doing this. Uh, well, look, Dylan. I mean, I know you want to talk to Honeypot. I I know you and him. You go back a long time, and I know he's definitely done some horrible things to you right now but you and I both know that Captain Tibbs has taken Honeypot out of the interviewer position. Hell, ever since that demon came out of him, I doubt he even knows how to mic- hold a microphone. I mean, he's a beast. A, a demon, Dylan, not some interviewer. Yeah, you, you guys keep keep saying that you keep using those word beast and demon and you know I, I, gotta, I gotta disagree respectfully because you see last week when I hit him with a chair over and over and over again, he didn't—he didn't seem like a beast. He seemed like an unconscious person. See, that's that's the thing. That's my—that's my new role I've taken up here at, at the JWSC. I'm a teacher. I'm teaching people lessons. I'm teaching the crowd how to use their eyes to see that demons aren't real. Right after I teach them that the Earth is round, and I'm teaching—I'm teaching Honeypot the lesson that you don't fuck with me. Actually, I thought I had taught him that lesson well and good in the year I've been here, but apparently not. Apparently he snapped, gained a weird accent, somehow put on like 20 pounds of solid muscle out of nowhere. But fine, fine. Apparently roiding is okay around here. But, you know, I'm going to teach him that lesson again. I'm going to break him down, break his spirit, and then I'll start answering questions from him again when he's sitting behind that desk before I put him through it for another week. Oh, my God! It looks like Honeypot attacking Dylan from behind, tossing him into the wall of the rusty spoon, causing that giant set piece to fall down. Can we get somebody in here? Honeypot is going crazy, ragdolling Dylan's body around. Looks like our lightning rigs are beginning to fall as Honeypot paces around the body of the Dylan. Looks like chaos is reigning here in the JWF. 
Oh, and Dylan trying to grab a fire extinguisher to fight off the beast. But Honeypot quickly grabbed it in his hand, slamming it over the head of the Dylan, causing the former JWF champion to fall to the ground, clutching his skull. Oh, but wait, Honeypot looks like he's calling for something. Oh my god, hits a massive choke slam onto the Dylan, slamming him through the bar of the rusty spoon, breaking it in half. Well, well, Monsoon, let me tell you something. I understand. I know Dylan thinks he's ready for this Sunday, but if Honeypot just proved anything, I think that he proved he is just as ready. Really, really starting to wonder why we even keep safety equipment around here. It is never used for its intended purpose. That's right, but I mean, of course, that means we're getting us a match this Sunday against Dylan and Honeypot. I don't even know if Dylan's going to be ready after that vicious assault from uh, Honeypot. But of course, speaking of vicious assaults, I want to take you guys back to Wrestlepalooza, where after an absolutely amazing tag team ladder match, the tag team champion Brunch Boy Baron Corbin actually turned on his partner Guy Fieri, tossing him through a table. Which, of course, allowed the Rat Sension to pick up the victory and get the JWF tag titles. Now, of course, I know you're not a big fan of the Rat Sension yourself, uh, Monsoon. They, they, smell like, they smell like a college freshman's dorm room, and they talk at a sixth grade level. That's right, and of course, I think a lot of people have wondered why Baron Corbin has chosen to align himself with the Rat Sension. I mean, of course, he said before that it wasn't about the Rat Sension, it was about... Is about going against Guy Fieri, but we've seen them paired multiple times. There have been videos spotted of Brunch Boy with the Rat Sension in public. And so I think Brunch Boy's got some questions to answer, and he's going to do that right now in the middle of the ring. So a lot of people wonder why I've aligned myself with the Rat Sension. They wonder why, after so many months of fighting against them, why should I choose to join them? Well, it's not because I like them, believe me. I hate them just as much as the rest of that godforsaken locker room. It's not because we're friends from the WWE. It's not even because these guys are good wrestlers. No, I align myself with the Rat Sension because if they've proven anything, they're loyal. Something Guy Fieri never was. You see, the Rat Sension are loyal to each other and they're loyal to me. Hell, people should be calling them amazing champions. Because apparently they're the only champions we've got left. Blake Tanner keeps running away. No one knows or cares where Canada Charlie is. You see, the Rat Sension and the Brunch Boy are the only thing that matters in this company. We are the constant in this company and soon enough, I'm going to beat Guy Fieri so badly that he'll have to run and hide just like Blake. Oh, and Monsoon, there he is. Guy Fieri, of course, with his tag newly found uh, alliance in the Lumberjack coming out. And it looks like Guy Fieri is not happy about what Baron is putting down. Let's have a listen. Hey, Baron, I couldn't help but hear you talking about how badly you wanted to beat me just then. And you know what? I'd love to give you the chance. You see, that's why we messaged Captain Tibbs and got his approval for a match this Sunday against you three idiots. You're going to step inside the ring against two behemoths, 
and apparently some mystery partner that Captain Tibbs wanted. But you know what? It doesn't matter who our mystery partner is. Because no matter who he puts in the ring with us, Canada Charlie, Johnny Bananas, the Lumberjack and I are going to be a two-man wrecking crew. Oh, and by the way, that match... It's going to be a tables match, Baron, because I know how much you love tables. Hell, you spent our entire ladder match busy setting up tables and not worrying about the gold hanging above your head. And so that's why I'm going to surround the ring with those tables that you love so much, and I'm going to send you flying through each and every one of them. So, Baron, if you want a chance to fight Guy Fieri, just show up this Sunday at the world's best pay-per-view. And I'll show you just how quickly a Fieri can finish brunch. Well, looks like some strong fighting words from Guy Fieri right there. I mean, Monsoon, this is going to be an absolutely phenomenal match. Now, Monsoon, we've, we've heard a lot of talk backstage. Now, is there any truth to the rumor that you will be the mystery partner this Sunday? I, I can neither confirm nor deny that, but I, I will let you know that uh, using a knife is considered disqualification. Ah, well, I think that might not be the best idea, but of course, I guess Captain Tibbs, that may have been why he's been out for so long. He's been scouring the world looking for the best competitor to join these two men, because of course, as we know, Captain Tibbs, not as, uh, just like everyone else, not a huge fan of the rat sentient, not a huge fan of what's going on. But of course, if you want to see who that mystery partner is, you're going to have to tune in this Sunday on the official BS Network YouTube channel for the world's best pay-per-view. We've got some amazing matches as we announced earlier. We've got Honeypot taking on the Dylan. We have this amazing tables match that was just announced with the Rat Sension taking on Rat Sension and Brunch Boy Baron taking on the team of the Lumberjack Guy Fieri and their mystery partner. And then of course, Scotty Moore teaming with Ryback to take on Blake Tanner, the returning JWF champion, and Scott Moore. But of course, like I said, the only way to find that's on the official BS Network YouTube channel. And of course, if you want to hear about any of the fallout from that, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So Dylan, it's been a week. It's been an episode. What did you learn? Um... I learned that apparently wrestling just, like, happens everywhere now. Like, gaming conventions, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> like, who knows. They just throw it everywhere. And I learned that I miss Blake. Not, not that I haven't been enjoying this two-man panel we've been rocking. But we need to get back. It's been, like, four weeks since we've had our threesome. I mean... That's a weird phrasing. Anyways, hopefully we'll have Blake back next. <laughs> phrasing. Phrasing. Uh, but hopefully we'll have Blake next back next week, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to tune into that. Uh, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen, and finally released after so many damn months of working is Queasel Corp revelations it's probably one of my favorite how's, how's that one how's that one selling by the way it's, it's doing, doing really good for right now and you guys can help 
Just, so just make sure to go on, go on to Amazon, pick up all three Quizzle Court books if you haven't read them before, and go on this journey that I've spent like three years of my life crafting and check it out. I, Revelations might be one of my favorite books I've ever written, and I really hope you guys enjoy it as well. And of course, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the other BS Network programs like Fight Boy, or fuck, fuck, like uh, A Load of BS, the show where me and Blake are just kind of dicks for an hour and we discuss movies and a bunch of cool stuff like that. And then, of course, make sure to check out Opposite Attractions. We just finished our second season. About to start working on our third season where we try to build our own theme park every single season. And it usually just ends up in calamity and weirdness and all that. And, of course, as I said earlier, pick up some opposite, pick up some Fight Boys merch and Opposite Attraction merch if you want at merch.alotapurebs.com. And, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at alotapurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.alotapurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!